welcome to Injury Prevention Podcasts. My name is Rod McClure. I'm editor of the BMJ journal Injury Prevention, and each month I chat with a distinguished researcher or practitioner about a topic of their interest. My guest today is Erin Hamilton. Erin is the project officer for the Clinical Informatics and Injuries team that is part of the Global Burden of Disease Study at the Institute for Health Metrics and Evaluation. Her team produces non-fatal disease estimates using clinical sources from over 50 countries, in addition to estimating the fatal and non-fatal burden of injuries in 192 countries and territories. Erin's role is dedicated to the day-to-day management of the team's research. Hello, Erin. Hi, Ron. How are you? Very well, thank you. Today we're talking about the Global Burden of Disease 2017 injury supplement that you're preparing, at least you're uh, one of the central team in preparing for an upcoming uh, issue of injury prevention. Um, But before we talk about that, I was just hoping to get a little bit of a background about yourself, um, who you are, where you work and what your work involves. Yeah, of course. Um, So I am the project officer on the clinical informatics and injuries team, which is part of the global burden of disease study, as you mentioned. And the global burden of disease or the GBD study is part of the Institute for Health Metrics and Evaluation. And that is housed under the University of Washington's medical school in Seattle, Washington. So a bit of a long-winded introduction, but all relevant. <laughs> and very concise, if you know the extent of the task yeah. that you're responsible for. You exactly. say you're a project officer. Many of us have been growing up with the global burden of disease data, or yeah. I guess since the late 1990s, haven't we? Um, to, what, to what extent does your project extend? So when we, when we say project officer, generally we are in charge of the management of various teams across GBD. So my, my role is actually unique in the sense that clinical informatics is a core team or a core input team. So we provide non-fatal data that is an input to disease modeling for non-fatal, uh, so incidence and prevalence estimates. Uh, but the team also runs um, the estimates for injuries. So we're also a disease estimation team, as we say. Um, and I should also me- mention that the, the team lead for clinical informatics and injuries is um, Dr. Spencer James. Uh, and so that's sort of an interesting, you know, that we have both disease estimation and uh, core input to the global burden of disease study. And that mix is probably what gives this data its richness, doesn't it? In the, yeah, uh, absolutely. As, as there are several other teams. So I think, I think the Global Burden of Disease Study has about 10 to 13 project officers at a given time. So there are a lot of other really key uh, input teams and disease modeling teams on the study as well. And what sort of um, training or background or uh, academic uh, Uh, education have you had that puts you in this particular position? Yeah, so I I actually, my undergrad was in psychology, and I started working in a health and eating behavior behavior lab uh, at the University of Minnesota. And through that 
uh, laboratory or started working on a USDA funded study and that's sort of was my foot in the door to uh, public health research, which I loved. Um, and then I ended up getting my master's in global health at Vanderbilt University. Uh, and then I actually spent the last two years living in Santiago, Chile. I worked for a medical school there on uh, infectious diseases and also international relations. So when I moved to Seattle, I was really hoping to stay in the you know, global health research management area and a project officer position is really the, the, the perfect scenario for someone who wants to um, kind of be hands-on in the day-to-day -day of research management. Um, and there are a lot of opportunities. And your opportunities extend to actual authorship of some of this um, intellectual output as well, I understand. Yeah, definitely. We, we really have to see the, the, you know, the estimates from start to finish. Um, mm. And one of the really exciting parts of that is publishing the results and disseminating all of the estimates. And we really only scratch the surface with the publications that we provide. Uh, there is so much data that we output uh, every year. And so uh, the publications are really important to get this information to a, a broader audience. And I might come back to that uh, lead because I think that it yeah. is useful for us all to understand how the benefits of those data are maximized. And you've got quite yeah. a, a system for enabling that. But um, you did mention what the, the parts of the um, activity that you really enjoy and you do cover an enormous range from beginning to end mm -hmm. in this production of, of information that's of benefit to the world. Which aspects of the job at the moment is giving you the, the, the greatest satisfaction? I know it's a difficult question, but is there something that really you really found that you're doing in this job now that you haven't done before that's exciting? I think what I've really enjoyed actually is seeing the success of the people on our team and whenever a data professional or a researcher uh, has accomplished maybe a new method or a new process. So that could be developing a new vetting tool that makes it easier for us to review our cause of death data for injuries or um, that could be helping our injuries processing. We, we work with a lot of code here, so making the code more efficient or more transparent to outside audiences, because um, we always want and need through gather compliance that our code can be run by any outside uh, person as well and replicated. Also identifying new data sources, you know, if a data analyst comes and says, hey, I found this new survey um, and it's really having an effect on our sexual violence model, um, that's always really exciting for me. Right. So now here's the big question. It's um, uh -huh. been driving an awareness of many of the problems that you've been talking about over, over many years. It's, it's central to national and international policy. Uh, decision making and and funding allocations. Yeah, absolutely. You say that there's data there, and I absolutely uh, agree with you. There's there's so much data there uh, that getting it to to the world um, requires more than an individual academic publishing their paper. You've got a network uh -huh. of people throughout the world who are using your data, and you're actually encouraging others to use your common tools to continue yeah. to produce results from the work you're doing. Is that correct? Can you talk to me a little bit about that process? 
Absolutely. So we have a lot of tools online on our website, healthdata.org, uh, where we have a results tool where you can select any many, many, many combinations of data that you'd like to pull. We have uh, a sources tool as well where you can see you know, all of the sources that go into a given estimate or risk factor or um, covariate. We, we really try to make it as easy as possible for someone to say, you know, I'm interested in the burden of hand fractures in South America, and they could easily go onto our website and pull those results. Uh, and really, there's so much data to be mined and to be presented with the expertise and the experience of people that are within country. Um, so we're always really encouraging collaborators or even, you know, other academics or other students that aren't yet maybe GBD collaborators to tap into those resources. And that platform effect is, is really valuable, I think. So congratulations on that. What's yeah. your, just to finish off with perhaps, what's your um, intent with the injury prevention supplement? What's your um, hope there, that it, how it might be used and what impact it might have? And what's the purpose of having this collected series of papers as a supplement? First, I'll just say that the Spencer James was really headed this series of publications and from the 2017 results for injuries. We have 13 papers. I think that the hope with these were to get a little bit, I mean, there's really a mix, right? So you have um, a deeper dive into specific causes of injuries like fires or road injuries, but then you also have um, more of profiling injuries at a country level. So you have Nepal, Vietnam, you know, something even more specific falls in, in Europe. So I think that we really want to start looking at the specific epidemiology and kind of digging deeper into this clear heterogeneity that we have for injuries. So although maybe mortality is declining over time, how is that affecting incident cases and how are we able to, you know, support an aging population where maybe falls and other the profile of injuries is changing. Um, and I think that this really, the purpose always when we're publishing is to share this information and allow, you know, first I think it calls attention to where there are data gaps and where we have estimates for countries where they're really not being informed by data from the country itself, but rather you know, data from surrounding regions. Um, I think it's a it's a call for more data always, uh, but it's also a call for more collaboration and, you know, having someone from the country reviewing those results and reaching out to the Institute and to our team in particular, if, you know, they're looking at self-harm by firearm and they think that the non-fatal cases are too high in comparison to mortality. Um, we really, we really encourage that collaboration and participation. So I think that's a long-winded answer, but there's a lot of things we hope to accomplish in, in this series. And you rise with this methodology beautifully to the challenge that injuries always had about splitting and clumping, haven't you? That 
you want sometimes to bring injury together as a single entity injury, but in other times you want to break it down into its multiple component parts, its uh, different injury types, its different um, locations, its different mechanisms. And this data that you've got allows you to either split or clump or, or, or geolocate in, in answer to any particular type of policy question you have at the time. Yeah, definitely. There, you know, you can get really granular or you can say, you know, higher level overall injuries, like the burden, particularly for non-fatal cases is really important. Um, we also have been looking more into not just, you know, the cause of injury. So like the external causes of injury, but also the nature of injury. So two of the papers are focused on um, what we call ENCODES, which is kind of jargon, but which would be like facial fractures or traumatic brain injury. And so what are the, the you know, resulting injuries that happen when, when you fall and how does that affect the burden on the country in terms of resources and access to healthcare? So I think that that that's a really exciting new element of our disease estimation that we hope to expand as well. Yes, and, and it, it's at that type of code that the profession, by and large, have, have recognised injury as a medical problem, is when it actually becomes a, a fractured hip or a facial fracture. Yeah, uh, pub, public health people have tended to be more focused on the, the causal elements, which are often located in the non-medical spheres. Yeah, and it's great because th this uh, series actually has some collaborator-led papers. Some of those collaborators are more in the medical field and are practicing physicians, where others are much more in the public health sphere. So I think getting everyone in the room to have that conversation is really beneficial as well. And these types of series and collaborations can, can allow for that. Well, thank you very much, Erin. That's given us yeah. both an, an insight as to how people move through the injury profession um, at the stage you're at now. It's it's already you've covered such a huge uh, territory of, of intellect and, and practice, um, but also an anticipatory look at the supplement. So congratulations yeah. on that huge amount of work and we look forward to reading the result. Thank you very much. And yeah, a, a, a lot of the work is, um, you know, all thanks to our team and uh, you know, everyone, it's a lot, a lot of effort that goes into publishing these results. So we're happy to be, to be sharing it with the broader community. A lot of effort to create it and then even more effort to condense it down. So it's in a package that's <laughs> readable. So yeah, thank, thank you very much. Yeah, of course. Thank you, Rob. We've been chatting with Erin Hamilton from the Global Burden of Disease Study team at the Institute for Health Metrics and Evaluation. For those of you who'd like to read more about the upcoming supplement, please check our website at injuryprevention.bmj.com. Remember, you can subscribe to the Injury Prevention Podcast in your favourite platform or app and have it automatically downloaded to your advice each month.